Welcome, everyone, to another episode of DM and Truth in Tech. I'm Mario Alvarado. And I'm Daniel Escalante. We are super glad you could join in on the conversation for Church Talk today. We ask that you could please subscribe and rate us and also follow us on Twitter with our Twitter handle, DM Truth Tech. Don't forget to check out our website at dmtruthtech.org, where you can find all of our podcast notes, recommendations, and any of our contact info. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode. Uh, today, we are tackling another church talk, and we want to talk about what it means and how we can improve on the hosting of the long seminars that we like to do. Um, you know, just keep in mind that we're not saying that we're against those. You know, we think they're very important, they're necessary. And um, honestly, like, I enjoy my time in those seminars and trainings whenever we do have them. Um, it's just sometimes they can be very long and just going by what we've talked about previously about um, the need to not overwhelm our weekends or our work, you know, to mm -hmm. take care of our health. Mm -hmm. um, I think this is one of those things we have to tackle. And I think we have some suggestions, right, Mario, on how we can improve yeah. um, this experience. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, we've talked about before about having a program or establishing some type of leadership program where you are consistent in equipping your leadership team whether it's mm -hmm. your board meeting whether it's elders whether it's your youth um board what, whatever it is it's always good to have a program we talked about that in previous podcasts we invite you to go and mm -hmm. check those out um i think we talked about it when it comes to being intentional about it when uh, I think we have two or three times that we mentioned it at least, right? About yeah, equipping definitely. and being consistent about it. Uh, we're trying to be more practical today in how to do that when it comes to giving out seminars. Because a lot of times we, I mean, the problem is that what you just said. I mean, I don't want to go ahead and repeat what you said, but it's we just give seminars and we we want to get we want to get it all done in like one weekend, right? Exactly. Yeah, and that's that's. I think it's, how can I say, it's it's what's been done in the past for many mm -hmm. years, but it's not too productive. It's just probably not the best way to go about it, right? Exactly, and, yeah. And not only that, on top of that, that we've not prepared enough. Cause this is the thing. We think that equipping people means sitting them in the room and giving them information for like eight hours or for five hours. Yes. Yeah. And then we call it a day. We say, okay, we've equipped people and period. That's it. And we just kind of send them out to have them kind of figure out how they're going to implement all of these things in their context. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So those are the things we want to talk about today. I mean, what mm -hmm. can we do? Um, so those training seminars aren't like hectic and, mm -hmm. um, and just overwhelming. And then in the end, you stuck people with so much information that they didn't even get the information it, it probably was good information it was probably a great seminar content wise mm -hmm. but maybe it didn't come through um it didn't stick to their heads you know exactly yeah yeah i think one of the first places that we could start uh just thinking about is the location um this is just something that just came to my mind but the location of where we have these seminars uh mm -hmm. can make a difference you know yeah. it has to be a oh for you sure. know if you're if you try to cram like a whole bunch of people in a really small room or, or even have like a large room for like a small group of people, um, it's not going to have the kind of effect that you want it to have. And so definitely think about the location that uh, you're having these seminars. 
um, I know that many conferences have beautiful locations and mm-hmm. there we have beautiful churches that are disposable disposable at our disposal <laughs> yeah yeah, that, yeah. Um, disposable like you can yeah. come away yeah <laughs> <laughs> no, at our disposal that we could use that have great uh a great environment you know yeah and yeah, so yeah. um so yeah just thinking about the location would be um a real i think a benefit a good step in the right direction so i think this we've, we've jumped in into the pre-work of a seminar right these yes. are the solutions yeah. so the pre-work you want to look at the location mm-hmm. um Worst case scenario, I would say do it in inside of your of the sanctuary, you know. But I'd yeah. say choose somewhere else where it's a little bit more open, where people feel a little bit more comfortable. I know people have the idea that the sanctuary is like the holiest of holy place. If if your church is going through that face still and they think about they think that way, maybe doing it there is not the best way to do it. You want to be comfortable. You want people's mind to be thinking and focusing straightly and solely on the seminar right and where you're gonna be giving exactly yeah and you want them in a in an attitude of where they're ready to engage yes. with the material that they're learning the attitude there um, you go. sometimes Perfect. yeah you're right sometimes if you choose like the sanctuary setting um as soon as people walk in they already have in their mind like a church you know like they're going to mm-hmm. church mm-hmm. kind of mentality mm-hmm. and so right from when they walk in in my mind i just kind of see it and this is just what i've experienced too my mind just goes to automatically okay i need to find a place to sit and just listen just exactly you know, i'm not yeah i'm not in that mind of like where okay who am i gonna sit with you know uh, that we can have a group together that we can yeah. talk about you know what's going on or anything like that exactly. i'm literally just thinking i gotta find a place to sit i gotta sit down to listen there you go and that helps you want people to have like you said to have the right attitude so they can yeah. be as engaged as possible um yeah that one's definitely a big one mm-hmm. now for your work if you're preparing a seminar or your team is preparing a seminar, you want to make sure, or your board meeting is simply approving one. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure that you develop clear the clear purpose and the clear objectives of the seminar. Mm-hmm. Because yes. a lot of times I think they're too broad, they're too open. So it's like, hey, you know what? We need training. Okay, training about what? Well, how to be, I don't know, just how to, elders training. Okay, yeah. so what are the objectives of the training of the elders? Uh, well, we want them to be better elders. That's a li- that's a li- that's too too broad. You yeah. want to make sure that it's clear to the board, it's clear to everyone, even especially mm-hmm. those who are receiving the seminar, mm-hmm. that before you get there, you know exactly and you can be as clear as possible what the purpose of the seminar is. So exactly, yes, and that'll avoid the issue that sometimes we we come across where we have the program or not so much the program, but we have like a general idea of what we want to accomplish. But then when it comes time to, you know, and the day comes closer to the time of the seminar, we start to fill that time with just some random things that don't really, (laughs) you know, like it's a lot of stuff trying to be crammed into one day because it's like, you know, when you start with something too general, you're trying to hit all the points and you're trying to fill it with so many activities and topics and breakout sessions that, you know, it just becomes too much for people. And then at the end of it, you don't accomplish the main goal of what you wanted to accomplish. Yes, that's perfect, man. I mean, that's, I mean, go to our episode notes if you guys can or, or judge. Yeah. I think this helps a lot. This is our experience and what we've gone also from leadership, um, learning from leadership, people who are high in leadership and working in these things, they really help out. Make sure you have an mm-hmm. objective. Sometimes there's, like you said, stuff filled in with just irrelevant things that don't, don't, have, don't have anything to do mm-hmm. with the type of, of 
information or engagement that the specific audience you have needs, right? Exactly. Yeah. Or sometimes you have, you're trying to tackle 20 objectives where it would have been much more beneficial to just focus on top four or something mm. like that for that weekend. There you go. Exactly. So you want to do that beforehand, right? We're still in the pre-work part. We're still in the pre-seminar. Mm-hmm. Um, you had another good one, bro, as we were talking and, and jotting down notes. You said handing out materials ahead of time also helps. Yes. Yeah. That is something that I haven't really seen many churches take advantage of. Um, and it could be that it's just been my experience. I, I haven't worked with uh, like a whole lot of churches in my experience. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it would be very beneficial when you have a training seminar that you're planning um, to hand out materials beforehand. You oh, know, and I know the risk, yeah. uh, maybe, you know, maybe uh, some leaders don't like to do that because, you know, maybe people will lose them or they'll f- forget to bring them. Um, but that's kind of why I feel like why not have it in some type of digital format mm. uh, where you can email it. Or maybe, you know, create a website just for that seminar where people can go download the materials. And uh, for those that do want booklets, you know, you can say we will have booklets of the materials, you know, when you show up for the seminar. But for the time being, you know, they are available digitally. Um, But just, yeah, something that people can go over beforehand so they know what to expect. You know, um, they start already having ideas that they bring to the seminar rather Mm -hmm. than just have it all start from scratch on the day of. Yes, yes, that definitely helps out. I mean, I'm not going to go over what you said. I think it's pretty clear. Uh, handing out materials, is, it's a great thing. And I think that also the material and the content has to do also with, remember, we're still in the pre-work, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, bring qualified people for your seminars or mm. choose the right people to do seminars. Yes. You you should not just choose anybody or just because let's say you're going to give an elders. Um, for example, you're going to give an elders. I don't know why I keep going back to elders, but if you give an elders seminar, you're going to give a, I don't know how to just be a better leader just because maybe there's someone who's been in ministry or who has been an elder for so many years, doesn't necessarily make them an expert in an mm-hmm. area. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, this it sounds it sounds a little weird saying that, but it's true. Remember, there are there are gifts in the church. We talked about gifts before too, and not people have gifts of leadership, of teaching, and stuff like that. So you don't want to bring someone just because they've been an elder, but maybe they don't have the gift of teaching. You understand what I'm saying? Or yes, you wanna, yeah, you wanna, I do. Wanna, I follow. You want to give a seminar on leadership, but you bring someone who's maybe had a leadership position for a while, but hasn't been too influential. And just because people know them and stuff like that, you want to make sure that whoever you're preparing to bring is someone who is qualified to give the seminar. Because I've seen this a lot of times. We say, okay, we need a seminar. Well, who do we bring in? I don't know, but you know, but we have to bring the seminar. We have to do the seminar. So let's just bring in anyone. And sometimes they even improvise or ask someone last minute. I think that does more damage to you to your seminar or to the purpose and objectives that you're trying to reach, then helping out. It's not just about filling in because then you bring somebody who gives not the right information. People grab it as if it's the right information and it just causes all sorts of problems. Um, Exactly. Yeah. Or they might just be, I mean, I'm sorry. They might just be boring or unengaging. It might just be someone who comes and talks and talks and talks and talks. I mean, not everyone has the gift. It's like saying yeah. you, you, it's like saying you're going to bring someone to a concert and you just bring anyone who knows anyone who sings. 
Well, mm. you don't want to, you know, people, I think everyone sings, but not everyone sings correctly. You know, mm-hmm. you don't, you, you, yeah. you want to bring, not everyone can probably teach, but not everyone teaches in this specific moment, the way that it's, that you want to have the best possible success. Mm-hmm. So you want to also exactly. look out for being qualified people. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, that, that, that is why it's also so important for the pre-work to be done because let's say you do have, um, you bring in an expert and he turns out to be, you know, someone that's not quite engaging with the audience. Um, but let's say he's one of the very few that's qualified in his field. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, um, if you have like the materials that you've given to people beforehand, at least they have something that they can take with them. All right. Mm-hmm, so it's not like true. they're just hanging on true. to depending totally on the speaker for everything that they will need. Yeah. You know, they have materials, they have uh, booklets, things like that. And they have places where they know that they can get more information if the speaker didn't provide them with what the experience that they were looking for. Yeah. And so that, that sure. it takes the pressure off of just, you know, we have this one speaker, um, but he's, you know, not that very, not that engaging, but at least, you know, the people can walk away with still some substance from the seminars from yeah, their time. For sure. Yeah, definitely. So um, let's go on to another area of, yeah. Now we t- let's talk a little bit about during the seminars. Yes. Yeah. Um, I've seen seminars just go at it, bro. Like straight, like one, yes. two, three, four hours. <laughs> yeah, uh, typically what like in my experience that a schedule look like for a training seminar is they'll want to start early, you know, because they're trying to get as much information in. So 7.30 to 8 o'clock is when the first one will start. And that'll go for two to three hours. You know, 11 o'clock is when uh, maybe there'll be like a one 10 minute break in between. But then uh, lunch is served around 11.30, 12 o'clock. Um, you get an hour for lunch mm-hmm. and then you come back to it like around one o'clock, uh, 2 PM and you go until like five o'clock of just the same thing, listening to someone talk. Maybe, you know, if the speaker wants, they'll have you break into groups or something like that. Yeah. Um, but that's typically what it is. And some have, are even longer than that. You know, maybe mm-hmm. they'll give you another break for dinner. Um, and then they'll go at it until like nine o'clock. And it's just really, really long and it can be very overwhelming for people, especially if you have uh, families that go and so they have kids, Um, even for just uh, spouses that are just uh, married, you know, and no kids like it can still be um, turned into a burden for them to to have these long sessions. And I've seen, you know, couples even kind of like tag team, you know, the wife will go and maybe take a nap and skip the evening, but get the information from her husband later on Mm -hmm. and they'll swap like that. Um, I don't see why we can't try to find um, a middle ground where, you know, where everyone can have a pleasant um, or a positive experience and not have to do kind of things like that. Yeah. And sorry, I just want to hit back on what you said about the children. We would definitely suggest if you're hosting seminars, you're planning, you have, you know, done your pre-work, you're investing money, you're having people invest money, like provide some sort of childcare. If you don't provide some sort of childcare, ask, ask the parents to leave the kids with somebody. Um, It's just, it's just too distracting because I'm, this is the, this is the reality kids need attention. I would not recommend you coming and, and, and telling the parent, Hey, pay attention, you know, and leave your children there. Like, no, the the parent needs to take care of the children. You know, the children Mm -hmm. need their attention. The thing is just give them the proper attentions, provide childcare so that they can have the correct attention or 
establish that this seminar is not going to have childcare and that they should leave their children at home because a lot of times you they might they may become distracting not only to the parents but to people around them also and when it comes to seminars you're trying to get as you, you're really trying to how do you say take advantage of the time of bringing people because people have sacrificed time they probably sacrifice in some cases you know, money, it's more like an mm -hmm. investment, right? Because it costs, yeah. you know, the expenses and stuff like that. So you want to make sure you have as much of their focus and attention as possible. Um, I've seen this happen in some seminars and it's really, really successful where they just know they don't bring children or they provide childcare and the parent can really concentrate on, on the thing. And I know it's a small thing, but it really, really helps out. Exactly. Um, yeah, it makes a big difference. Yeah, it definitely makes a big difference. Uh, like you said, we have to be intentional also about meals, having having breaks. You want to make sure you plan those ahead. You know, say okay, how much how much time do we have? Do we want to give? Um, I know some people give like half an hour, forty five minutes of lunch. Like that's probably too quick, right? I you would I would say so. Yeah, I think yeah. especially if you're having a seminar that includes families, you know, that people are bringing their kids and things. I think you need at least an hour and a half. Yeah, uh, to allow for lunch. Uh, because, yeah, by the time, you know, some families, especially if they have young kids, by the time they get the kids situated, ready to eat, some feed them and everything. And, you know, by the time that's done, they have like maybe 10 minutes left to eat themselves. Yes. Um, and so it just creates like a situation that seems a little bit unnecessary when you can just, you know, um, give a lot them a little bit more time um, to do that. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, yeah. um, yeah, just don't be afraid of giving breaks. Like a lot of people say, well, yeah. there's no breaks. Breaks are necessary, right? They tell mm -hmm. people in offices that they should get up. They should get up when they're working every mm -hmm. so often to take a break, right? If you have an Apple watch or you have those smartwatches, like they'll tell you, right? Like you've been sitting down too long yeah. get up and, and do it because it's healthy. It's good for your brain. So exactly. uh, we come, we've made the mistake of just, you know, hitting people with information because we want to take advantage of them being there. I understand that, but we, we want to get the most out of it, not the most information into their brain, but the most information possible so that can be retained mm -hmm. in their, in, exactly. in themselves. Exactly. Yes. And I think, um, <laughs> there's a funny story. I, I read an article that described, uh, Apple employees when they're working at Apple how since most of them, majority of them wear the Apple watches, uh, the, the Apple watch will remind you uh, every hour to take us to stand up for at least 10 minutes. There you go. So there, if you, I guess if you walk through the building around that time, you'll see all of the people just kind of stand up for 10 minutes and then sit back down. <laughs> Mercy. It's, yeah. just, it's kind of like a funny image. <laughs> but great. you know, if the corporate world has, you know, stumbled upon how important it is for breaks to stretch and things like that, then even more so the church uh, that believes oh, in the health yeah. message and the power oh, of it uh, should yeah. definitely incorporate things like that into their uh, programming. For and the sure. last thing I want to say on meals too is the, um, again, just incorporating the, the principles of the health, health message into even our meals. And so I know for a lot of people there, they might not be used to it, you know, but having healthy options um, is definitely a plus, you a know, double, I know it's, double, I know double, it can be weird. <laughs> double, double yeah, know. With the milkshake. Yeah. <laughs> and then a French for a side of French fries and stuff like that. No, it's worth, uh, do. Yeah. I think maybe just, and this probably just comes with instruction in pre-work too, but letting people know that not to fill up so much, uh, because then what happens when you give people like heavy meals, um, when it comes back time for them to be in the seminars, which is right afterwards, they're groggy. They're not thinking clearly. 
Uh, they want to take a nap. They're not very engaging. And so all of that has to do with even just the kinds of meals that we provide. Yeah. And so I, I don't know. I would just I know it's it's different for everybody. I know that's probably something that I don't know if we'll ever see. But I would just love to see a seminar where that it kind of incorporates that um, and kind of helps people to, you know, be more conscious of that, too. Or give them a meal, like give them a little bit of a meal during lunch, like a small, healthier and if you mm -hmm. want, like, if you really, you know, give them the cheeseburger at the end of the, of the, <laughs> yeah. the, the seminar, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah. maybe you can celebrate that way. It's just. Exactly. You know, it's That's a great idea. Yeah. Maybe you say, okay, we're providing dinner because, you know, we were, we were going at it for a bit. We provided a light lunch, but now we're going to provide a great dinner, you know? And I mean, exactly. of course, I mean, I'm not saying give them a cheeseburger or anything. I'm just saying maybe something more, uh. You know, just something bigger than what you gave them at, at lunch, but you don't want it at the time. Mm -hmm. It's just it's just one oh one physiology, right? Like yeah. your, your body starts working on your immune system, and you know it's it's just it, it's not convenient to do it right uh, to have all this seminar and information during or during yeah during your did I say immune system your digestive system? Sorry, <laughs> that's your, okay. <laughs> during the digestive system part, anyway. Uh, one thing we need to talk about as our times running out, bro, the, the, after the seminar, because a lot of times we stop there. Yeah, that's right? true. Like we said before, we we leave it up to the people to just, okay, this was in the information. Uh, you implement it, implement it however you see fit. And then that's it. And, and then, then we it. say, right, we pray and peace, right? But yeah. seminars need to start becoming more engaging. Yes. Um. Man, what, so so what do you do? Like once you're once you're let's say, okay, I don't want to say this after the seminar. I want to say this should be part of the seminar, mm -hmm. right? This shouldn't maybe happen, uh, you know, once because then if you don't plan this within your seminar, it's gonna be hard. You're gonna see it as something extra, and you're gonna might see it as something as as something optional, but it really isn't optional. And we're talking about maybe having debriefing sessions, right? Yes. You need to include these as part of your seminar. I don't know how much, how important or how, how emphatic we can be on this specific point. You want people to actually in some way repeat what they have learned mm -hmm. and to have a debriefing session when they can come together and maybe talk about specific scenarios so they can put they can put what they learn into practice or just asking them what they learn within their small groups. I don't know. Whatever it is, you could be creative in that area, but you should have a debriefing session. I think it's just part of the learning process. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. It just gives people the opportunity to review what they've heard um, and to come up with plans for how they're going to implement it right there where they have the resources of other people to ask and even the speaker that uh, they might want to ask questions of. They have him right there where they can just pull him aside, talk to him. And um, before, you know, they leave back to their churches or back to, um, you know, wherever they came from. Yeah, exactly. For sure. So um, anyway, we just want to give out one last, um, you know, a few tip, mentionable tips. Uh, mm -hmm. a, lot of, a lot of times we want to do everything in one. We do this like once a year, right? You'll do a seminar mm -hmm. where you host it once a year. You say, okay, we're going to have training for the leaders. You, you. Um, how do I say it? You prepare for that one weekend. You bring speakers. You want you want to take advantage, so you just cram as much information and stuff as possible. And the problem with seminars has come because of that. 
because we don't think that spreading it out is better. We want to just cram it all in one weekend. And we would suggest this should be part of an ongoing process. Your leaders need to grow. So you should not you should not have something where it's just once a year. You should have something where it's probably once a month. Now, if you can't do once a month, maybe once every two months, every other month or once a trimester, I'd say at least once every trimester because you want to be consistent. Remember, intentionality and consistency are key for growth. If you don't mm-hmm. have any of those, you don't, if you only have one of them, you'll, you'll be missing out on, on growing your leaders. Mm-hmm. Intentionality and consistency. So when you spread things out, you don't have to worry about cramming everything in just one day. You know that you have a few other days coming up where you would be able to share that information or bring some other qualified people to speak on the subject. And mm-hmm. that way people have time to digest. You can leave more time instead of more time for more information or for the speaker, you leave more time for, you know, debriefing sessions or opportunity, like you said, for reviewing um, as part of a seminar, because you're not worried that you only have this one day. No, because you can, you know, follow up in the, in the next in the next days. Now, a lot of people say, well, you know, I can't be paying speakers to come in all the time, you know, or that yeah. becomes expensive. I mean, you talked about the technology before, bro. Like we have technology nowadays. They can do a FaceTime session or a Zoom session. I don't know. There's different ways. Exactly. Yeah. There's different ways that we can implement um, these things and these, uh, you know, get people this information session or a Zoom session. I don't know. There's different ways. Exactly. Yeah. There's different ways that we can implement um these things and these, uh, you know, get people this information. Yeah. And, and I think it'd be good. Now, one suggestion is please don't do them on Saturdays. Yeah. Like, if as much, yeah, we've talked about that before, yeah. you know, we gave an episode dedicated to that. Um, I understand that it's convenient. I understand, you know, that, oh, you know, why not just meet when everybody is already coming to church? Yeah. Um, I understand that. But at the same time, I feel like we, we do a disservice to the Sabbath and we are, I feel like we're going down that path of forgetting what it means yeah. to rest on the Sabbath. And yeah. so if at all possible, I think it just starts with intentionality and teaching people, you know what, let's try to have it on a different day just because we want to guard the um, the Sabbath a little bit better. Um, I think these are good tips in our, in our experience and mm-hmm. from what we've read and everything that I can help you guys out. Uh, well, I don't know what you guys are struggling with or if you know what's your guys's experience with seminars in church uh send us your information send us just tips maybe you guys have other tips that we can share here later in our podcast or even in our podcast notes we'd love to hear from you guys just go to dm truth uh dmtruthtech.org our website and let us know all right well we hope you guys have an awesome weekend we'll catch you guys on tuesday for tech tuesday and uh thank you for joining us